0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan show. I'm your host Johnny K. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm so excited today to be able to talk about SBF again of FTX. Okay? One of the greatest scam artists, but it goes much deeper than that. He's not just a scam artist. He's not just a birdie-made off-type dude, okay? I think the tentacles go so much deeper. Okay? There are powerful people behind this guy to do all this because Have you ever known or even heard of like a 30-year-old founder trying to build the biggest, the best business in whatever industry? In this particular case, it's crypto. And his number one focus is donating a billion dollars to Joe Biden and paying the former president, Donald Trump, five billion dollars to not run. So you're an entrepreneur, a billionaire who just cares about building companies. You just love it, right? You don't make a billion dollars building companies unless you really, really like it. Yet, all he's focused on is being the largest donor in U.S. history to any president. And that particular president is Joe Biden, greatest president of all time, don't get me wrong. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln combined. Um, And then also offering Donald Trump to not run by paying him $5 billion dollars. It's just very sketchy. And then we, we've we done this on this podcast before, but you go deeper and his parents are huge activists for the Democratic Party. His mom in particular, she has like super PACs. She funnels like all this money from Silicon Valley to Democrat, like just huge activists, like just diehard. And then another thing is SBF just pops out of nowhere. Okay. In 2019, like 12 days after Joe Biden's like, I'm running for president of the United States of America to unite the country once and for all, which he's done a fantastic job of. I've never seen a country more united, ever. And if you say otherwise, you will be censored and killed. Okay? Thank you. Digital identity erased. Uh, So 12 days later, SBF all of a sudden announces he's building FTX. he gets all this funding, it's the greatest story of all time, and then you realize it wasn't real, and then instead of being represented in the media accurately for the thief and the wrongdoing that he is responsible for, he, to this day, To this day, this is why we're talking about it, is getting favorable coverage in the media. So we are still in the most intense, widespread information, warfare, psyops, whatever you want to call it, in the history of mankind because it's global. Now they're using tools like six. Well, they have been. We covered it here. Also, God, we cover everything, don't we? Um, With Ray Epps on 60 Minutes. They're like, watch this video of Ray Epps. You got to go into the capital. You got to go into the capital. Our problems are that way. You got to go in. So, um, you saw that video about Ray. Uh, it looks like he was just trying to help and save the world, and he's a diehard. Uh, you know, he just wanted to save democracy, right? Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What? I just saw him say, "You must go into." No, well, you didn't really see that peasant. Okay, you didn't see that at all. You thought you saw that, but you didn't. So let us correct you and let you know what you saw. You saw a man who was doing. God's work for America. And if you question that, you will have no voice. Do you understand? Capiche? We talk about the KGB. The KGB's got nothing on these censorship industrial complex. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, this is unbelievable. So SBF just had a 60-minute special guest. I, I can't even tell you how exciting. Because once you see the psychological warfare, once you see the dishonesty in the media, once you see there's an agenda and who's being protected and who's not, you cannot see it. It's over. It's, it's done. You now see the world for what it is. Take it or leave it. Do something about it. Spread the word. Share the podcast. Or do nothing and just get mad and, and yell at the TV or yeah, I mean yell at podcasts. Whatever. So, uh, 60 Minutes Special and there was an interview with Michael Lewis, the author. He was a very good author. Well, he was. And then he's been involved. He's part of this. You know, he's getting paid from the top two because don't forget he came out with a novel in when did this book come out let's see here uh best book uh 2021 bloomberg best book guardian best book a pandemic story and basically real quick uh he says uh michael lewis is taught in brilliant nonfiction thriller Pits a band of medical visionaries against the wall of ignorance that was the official response of the trump administration to the outbreak of COVID 19 now that's listen We have crushed the the response of Trump, Biden, any elite person who responded to a pandemic that they created and then also created the uh, solution towards, which is an unbelievable business model. So I, I actually highly respect that. I highly respect that. If you can make a global disease that literally kills millions of people and you actually don't get in trouble for it, and then you come out with something That then is supposed to protect you, even though it doesn't stop anything, but you take it and you make a hundred billion dollars. That is, if you can run a psyop up like that and make a hundred billion dollars, you almost deserve it. So God bless him. That's a hell of a business model. I mean, that is just, you can't beat that. Okay. He basically wrote a book, a pandemic story of why Trump can't be in office, all this stuff. We're not here to defend Trump because we don't vote for Trump. We don't vote for anybody. Okay. We just call things out as they are, but clearly he wrote that book to sway elections, all this stuff. Okay. We know why he wrote the book. So he was interviewed on 60 minutes yesterday or whenever it was, it aired yesterday. I'll play a couple clips, but now it's nice to see prominent people comment on this stuff. Okay. Like Toby Luque, who is the founder and CEO of Shopify, one of the greatest entrepreneurs on planet earth On planet earth. Okay. He's finally responding. So now we're getting billionaire entrepreneurs with good hearts. At least he seems like he's always done good so far questioning narratives he wrote on x quote 60 minutes got rightly community noted here and i will read the community note he goes how is it that sbf is still getting super positive media coverage when the media has nothing good to say about the founders that have actually created things and brought value into the world question mark now that would be a valid question except you're not allowed to ask questions in 2023 so toby if you're listening to this shut up now the uh the readers adding context the community note which is the probably the greatest invention so far to counter this information warfare it's not perfect it's far from perfect because you can reference like um you know like like politifact you know corrupt institutions like they're credible so it's a little bit of a problem they're going to fix that but uh, I don't know how you fix that by the way it's tough but the readers adding context that SBF is accused of committing fraud. Taking customer funds and using them for personal and political gain. Quote, Sam Bankman Fried was orchestrating a massive years long fraud, diverting billions of dollars of the trading platform's customer funds for his own personal benefit. Close quote. <laughs> Here's the video on 60 Minutes of Michael Lewis saying, <sighs> You just got to listen to it. This is just unbelievable. I can't believe this is real. They play this like you're just an idiot. They really think you're an idiot. They really think you're a moron. All right, here we go.
1: A month later, Bankman Freed was arrested in the Bahamas and extradited to New York to face federal charges that he had fraudulently used customer deposits to finance billions of dollars of venture capital investments, real estate purchases, and political donations. What's your response to someone who hears this and says, "It's, it's a fun story and it's crypto in the Bahamas, but this is the oldest architecture of a financial collapse that's been going on for centuries?
2: This isn't a Ponzi scheme. Like, when you think of a Ponzi scheme, I don't know, bernie madoff the problem is it's there's no real business there the dollar coming in is being used to pay the dollar going out and in this case they actually had a, a great real business if no one had ever cast dispersions on the business if there hadn't been a run on customer deposits they'd still be sitting there making tons of money
1: inside the beltway in the hollywood hills and in sports arenas suddenly if predictably it was sam bankman
2: who he becomes toxic. Like nobody wants to talk to him. He has no friends. You watch it. You watch everybody who rushed in rush out. How did Tom Brady react to this? The first reaction was very. Sad. It was sadness. He, he clearly really liked him, and he really liked the hope that he brought. I mean, a lot of people wanted there to be a Sam. You know, there is still a Sam Bankman-Fried shaped hole in the world that now needs filling. Like that character would be very useful. What he have. represented. What he wanted to do with the resources. And Brady was, I think, crushed. And I think his time has gone by and he ceased to get a really good explanation about what's happened. Um, I think he's just like, he tricked me. I'm angry. I don't want to have anything to do with it anymore.
0: Did you hear what he said? Quote, there is still a Sam Pinkman-Fried shaped hole in the world that now needs filling for someone driven by their ideals to do good on a large scale. The only thing that SBF wanted to do was funnel money from FTX to Joe Biden. And this has nothing to do with political views. Just doing whatever you can to sway political elections is not the most noble thing I've ever heard of. Okay? That's just not noble. You're not a hero for swaying elections either way. Okay? That that is not like you're not a hero amongst us. Even if you're preventing Trump, it doesn't matter. We don't count donating a billion dollars to a politician God's work on this podcast. It's just not considered God's work. Down us as the crazy ones. So there is a hole, an SPF hole that needs filling. So we need filling for someone who's corrupt, who is clearly an actor for very powerful people. You don't just all of a sudden pop out of nowhere, want to donate your life savings to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party out of nowhere. Okay? And then get all this favorable coverage and then you your friends with Bill Clinton, your friends with, David Rubenstein, your friends with, uh, 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 what's her name? Maxine waters. You got pictures with like Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Like what, what? And then on your balance sheet, on your balance sheet of a company, you're trying to make the biggest and most awesome company in crypto. You have a line item for, I forget exactly what it was, but I'm close to it. Stopping Trump with a money amount. That is not heroic efforts to save the planet there is no hole that needs to be filled by someone donating a billion dollars to joe biden who is like folks i'm not uh, kidding it's just uh, okay i, uh, I do, uh, joey you all right i mean it's unbelievable The fact that he said that with a straight face, Michael Lewis, you're losing all credibility for all of us who are awake and realize what's going on. We now do not trust you. We cannot trust you. It's very sad. I think I have another clip from this incredible, incredible, uh, whatever you call it, 60 minutes thing. Here's the part where, where Sam wanted to pay Donald Trump around $5 billion, $5 billion to not run this is unbelievable. I can't believe this is real life and getting coverage. And people are saying, we, you know, he's such a great kid. We really, uh, there's a hole now in this world that needs filling. And I wrote, I should read my tweet because I think my tweet or my ex makes a lot of sense. If you have a normal brain, I said, so you're 30, So you're a 30 year old founder trying to build the biggest company in crypto. And your main focus is contributing the most money ever to Joe Biden and paying off Donald Trump to not run. This situation is not just fraud. There are powerful people behind this whole thing pulling the strings. This is the furthest thing from normal. And then I asked for thoughts. I, I mean, come on. Listen to this. This is unbelievable.
1: One of the shocking passages in this book, I thought, came with this revelation that Sam had looked into
0: paying Donald Trump
1: not
2: to run. That only shocks you if you don't know Sam. <laughs> Sam's saying we could pay Donald Trump not to run for president like how much would it take? Did he get an answer? So he did get an answer. He was floated, there was a number that was kicking around and the number was kicking around when I was talking to Sam about this was $5 billion. Sam was not sure that number came directly from Trump. Wait, wait, so,
1: so Sam's looking into paying Trump not to run and he actually get, didn't not come from Trump himself but he actually got a price? He got one answer,
2: yes. The question Sam had was not just is $5 billion enough to pay Trump not to run. But was it legal? Well, why didn't this happen? Why didn't you follow through? Well, they were still having these conversations when FTX blew up. So why didn't it happen? He didn't have $5 billion anymore.
1: Approached for comment by 60 Minutes, neither former President Trump nor Senator McConnell responded. Last November, in a matter of days, mega-billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried lost virtually everything.
0: I mean, this is just crazy. This is being televised like this is normal actions from a 30-year-old entrepreneur ask Toby, who built Shopify, when he made his first billion dollars, if he wanted to give that to Justin Trudeau. Was that his goal? I want to give my life savings to Trudeau because he's a hero and I'm here to do God's work. I mean, what is this? This is unbelievable. It's real. It's real. That's the craziest thing. It's real. It blows my mind. So that's that. Ha! That's amazing. Now, in other news, which we've covered here at length, months ahead of time, we've covered this many, many months ago in detail, but nobody took it seriously. And so here we go again, because it's getting more real, because like I said on this podcast, we say things that are happening about three to six months ahead of time. So be it. Here we go. From Glenn Greenwald. The Canadian government, armed with one of the world's most repressive online censorship schemes, announcing announces that all online streaming services that offer podcasts must formally register with the government to permit regulatory controls. And here is the article: CRTC makes takes major step forward to modernize Canada's broadcasting framework. Oh my god! So, all I have to say is, any regime that controlled speech in the past or tried to censor we're always the best people there is a hole in this world for people to control speech we're missing that and we need it to be filled now the biden and the censorship industrial complex can do it you know trudeau can help out just all of the west they need to band together to make sure free speech is conquered it must be conquered why because it's dangerous okay it kills Misinformation, disinformation, just put anything in front of information, information, whatever, just any syllable. Dangerous. And you cannot accept it. You also can't hear it either. Um, But people are now raising questions. Toby's raising questions. Uh, Elon Musk had some interesting tweets, actually, uh, saying if we lose uh, free speech, we're never going to get it back. Probably true, but it's for the best because we must give away our freedoms for protection. We must do it. I don't want to just read it exactly. Uh, oh, this will not end well. There's invasions everywhere on the island of Lampedusa. It was like a. It was like a. I don't want to get sidetracked, but a population of like six thousand. Now there's like nine thousand illegal immigrants that came. I'm sure that will go well. That'll be fantastic. Um, so he did say it. I'm probably not going to find it in this uh, in this little shtip here, but it's true. It's true. And uh, it's scary. And that is what it is. <sighs> so it's good that 60 minutes is getting noted. But the point is, is that we must get rid of free speech. And we must get rid of everyone who is far right, which is everybody who is not um, a tyrant, pretty much. Uh, nothing makes any sense. Up was not left is right, but it's not here nor there. Um, so uh, today, big day, very exciting day. This is the last thing we're going to cover today. Very exciting day. You're going to be very happy to hear this. This is going to just make your day. Ready? Sit down. If you're standing, sit down. Sit down. The Nobel Prize. The 2023 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine has been awarded to Catalin, Carrico, and Drew Weissman for their discoveries concerning nucleoside-based modifications that enable the development of effective mRNA vaccines against COVID-19. Congratulations to heroes. Catalina and Drew for their discoveries of creating an effective mRNA vaccine against COVID-19. We still don't know what it does. We don't know what the effective means because everything we were told it does, it does not do. But nonetheless, they won the Nobel Prize. And right and I heard that, I thought, of, oh, wow, the Nobel Prize, they have some pretty dark roots, don't, don't they? Well, they do. And in case you didn't know the background of the Nobel Prize, let's dive into it a little bit. So, you know, the Nobel Prize came from Alfred Nobel. From his will of of 1895, okay? Alfred Nobel was a Swedish chemist, engineer, and industrialist most famously known for the invention of dynamite. He died in 1896. In his will, he bequeathed all of his remaining realizable assets to be used to establish five prizes, which became known as the Nobel Prizes. Nobel Prizes were first awarded in 1901. So then you go to his will. This is all on Wikipedia, too, which is totally corrupt. Uh, So why did this happen? So when he was alive, so he created, uh, basically dynamite and, uh, weapons that killed a lot of people. Okay. In fact, I think he was nicknamed like Dr. Doom or was it Dr. Death? I forget what it was, but he was responsible his inventions were responsible for being used as weapons and killing a lot of people. So here's the story. So there's a well-known story about the origin of the Nobel Prize. And I believe there's a good segment. I couldn't find it real quick. But in the big short, I think they played a little bit about this. But anyways, in 1888. The death of his brother, Ludwig, supposedly caused several newspapers to publish obituaries of Alfred in error. So his brother died, and they accidentally created the obituary of Alfred, who was still living. So he read his own obituary. One French newspaper condemned him for his invention of military explosives. In many versions of the story, dynamite is quoted, although this was mainly used for civilian applications. And this is said to have bought his decision to leave a better legacy after his death. The obituary stated the merchant of death is dead and went on to say Dr Alfred Nobel 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 Yeah Nobel who became rich by finding ways to kill more people faster than ever before died yesterday Nobel re- read the obituary and was appalled at the idea that he would be remembered in this way His decision to posthumously donate the majority of his wealth to found the Nobel Prize has been credited to him wanting to leave behind a better legacy However it has been questioned whether or not the obituary in question actually existed. That's the cover. up So uh, he left a bunch of money behind. And this guy didn't just create weapons that killed a bunch of people. He, ready for this? this? This is also in the Wikipedia. Uh, Nobel was accused of high treason. <laughs> accused of high treason against France for selling ballistic, whatever it's called, ballistic uh, to Italy. So he moved from Paris to San Remo, Italy in 1891. So he committed treason. This guy, the Nobel Prize, is fantastic. It's so good. Not only was it made by Dr. Death, but he also committed high treason, kind of something like we're seeing right now in the real world in America, which that's not here or there. <laughs> high treason. Oh, my God. And so he ended up spending his last days surrounded by people who didn't even speak. He had a stroke. And his paid servants didn't speak his native tongue, and so he couldn't even communicate with them. So very sad end of his life, but he was Dr. Death that killed a lot of people and committed high treason against his own government. But that's not here you or know, there. And so when we talk about the people who win uh, the Nobel Prize, eh, you know, take a second look. Maybe it's not so fantastic. Uh, it has a dark, dark past. Um, so that, that's just a little bit of context. You need to look into this stuff. You need to learn. You need to become educated. Uh, I just think that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then one little bonus thing, 43 seconds. I thought this was interesting, actually. So Jamie Dimon, he keeps getting asked about the presidential election, like all the time, not just for him running, but, uh, just, Oh, you know, is Trump an existential threat, all this stuff. And I thought he gave a legitimate answer recently in Detroit at this economic club. It's a 43 second clip. And I shared it on my ex at KOGZ. I thought this was really interesting. He said, he explained why people vote for Trump and had to, you know, then had to say right after that, I don't support him. That's fine. You don't have to. But he made sense. And this is something we're trying to get across. It's not like there's a reason why people are voting for this guy. And I thought that Jamie Dimon, the, more, the world's most powerful banker, did a good job explaining it. So listen to what he said.
1: You know, one of the things which has hurt this country, you know, is when you go to New York and San Francisco, it, it is amazing the way people, they don't know it. You know, I know it. I live there. How much they hate, you know, old ultra MAGA. You know, and they, they're imposing upon ultra-maga what they think ultra-maga means. And what they think is, and I think it's a mistake for Biden to be talking about ultra-maga because those are our fellow citizens. They didn't vote for Trump because they think he's a decent guy. I mean, seriously, they didn't vote for Trump because of anything. They voted for Trump because they can't stand the goddamn elite. And I kind of agree on that point. You know, you, you better be very careful about why people are making these arguments and jazzing people up. I'm not... I don't support Trump. So don't get me wrong with on that one. But you know, one. Of the- so
0: he's saying that people have a, they did it because people have a problem with the elite. And I thought that was really interesting. this is one more time.
1: Decent guy. I mean, seriously, they didn't vote for Trump because of anything. they voted for Trump because they can't stand the goddamn
0: elite. Man, he said that with such force. They can't stand the goddamn elite. And He raised his voice. People are fed up. People know that they are part of one group. And it's the peasants, and there's the elites, and they're trying to be tyrants, and in, they're losing control of the internet, of the information war. People are understanding what's real, not real. They went all out with their censorship. It went. They went bonkers. They went full totalitarian. And it's they're losing because a podcast like this, because you're sharing it, because we're all in this together and we realize we're all on the same team and we're going to come together and we're going to come out of this much stronger than we were before. There's no split divide of Republicans, Democrats. There's no divide of that whatsoever. That's fake. Not real. Maybe it was real in like 1972. It's no longer real. Now it's peasants, elites. And if we come together, they say no chance because there's probably like, I don't know, 700 of them. There's a lot of peasants in New York and San Francisco who think they're part of that and they're not. But that's just because they're morons. But everyone else realizes what's going on, and they can see corruption in front of their eyes. They're being told not to believe their eyes. Oh, we have an, you know tons of people coming at the border, and the, no, the border's has never been more secure. Never more like fourteen million people came in. Nope, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. There's more people in New York City than New York City can handle. The governor's going on TV saying we can't handle anymore. Don't come. One year earlier, please come. Everybody come. I mean, it is just the. the Epitome of hypocrisy. It's incredible. And this isn't just saying being for or against it. We just diagnose and assess things as they are and just objectively say if they contradict each other, if it makes no sense. If you're saying everybody raise your left hand, no, I meant your right hand. You know, some stupid thing like that. So everything's opposite day, but people are catching on. And that's what this podcast is for. And I appreciate you listening. I love you. I hope you love yourself as much as I love you. And please share the Jonathan Koga show with a few people. We're going to start going again regularly every single day. Took a little bit of a break. But you know what? We're here to stay. Things things were quiet for the past couple months. So something's brewing. Something's brewing. I think it's something in the economy is going to just break and things are going to go haywire. Maybe New York City collapses from within because you can't take down America unless you take it down from within, and we are experiencing possibly the last day of the last days of the empire. That's all I got for today for today of the John the Kogan Show. Please subscribe, please share, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.